In fact, there were a few rainy seasons that were so rainy that people would either die on the street or sink into the mud what? like it's the La Brea Tar Pits. Oh my God. And then they wouldn't discover them until days or weeks or I don't know how long later. They may still be down there. That was Peter Hartlob, the San Francisco Chronicle's pop culture critic. He was talking about the time he got to look at the San Francisco medical examiner's logs that listed every death in San Francisco going back to the 1800s. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. On today's episode, Peter's going to describe the last time he visited a scene with the medical examiner's office investigators. It turned out to be quite a defining moment in Peter's career. Here's Peter. So the other pager was um, in my neighborhood, walkable, and I got on the phone, and that was the only time during the whole thing where they flat out like warned me, like, do you want to do this? And I didn't ask for details, but I was like, yeah, I need to see what you need to see. So I walked over to this house, and I can't describe the feeling or compare it to anything except experiences from childhood. Okay. Um, getting a really bad report card <laughs> and knowing, like, my parents I just it was unexplainable and I had done all the things wrong that I told them I wasn't going to do before and I'm just taking the longest route home because I don't want to face it um you know being afraid to ride a roller coaster and having all my friends make fun of me and I don't want to get on it you know I mean it was that kind of like childhood feeling I hadn't had but I'm having it as an adult walking up to this place right and it's a uh you know, probably one bedroom apartment in the hate, like every other one, basement apartment in a, in a, um, Victorian, you know, like, like the one where on the Janis Joplin and, and, uh, Grateful Dead tour. Sure. Um, I get in, they answer the door and I could smell death before I got in, before I knocked Mm -hmm. on the door. I mean, there was something going on. Worst there. thing you've ever smelled? Yeah. I mean, g- going in, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. Sure. But you showed up. I showed up. I walk into the uh, living room, and um, they're point over, and there's a suicide note there. And they point it to me and let me go to that room. And they're working in the bathroom. And the note, you know, I sat and read it, and... It's pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. um, short. Uh, had some, you know, goodbyes and nothing emotional. It was some goodbyes and some information about where personal effects were and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they brought me into the bathroom, and there was a man who had killed himself weeks earlier. Uh, oh, wow. D- days, if not a week or two earlier. It, w- it was considerably earlier. Um, and, and slid his wrists in the bathtub. Mm. And I immediately thought, like, he had been in a this bathtub for a long, long amount of time because from a distance, it looked like he had fabric that... It, it reminded me of, like, burlap fabric that you'd see in, like, a bad recreation of a medieval movie or a, you know, Renaissance fair. I mean, <laughs> like, 
uh, and it was like torn and I'm like has he been in this tub so long that his clothes are decomposing hmm. and then I walked up closer and realized horrifically that it was not fabric that this fabric was moving and it was maggots oh my god crawling up on his shoulder and and I mean consuming his shoulder um features bloated mm-hmm. and in the tub and I walk in and, and Graham and Bill are in their reservoir dogs <laughs> suits putting on gloves n- nothing under their nose I'm retching mm-hmm. you know I mean you can imagine <laughs> and they're getting ready to pull this guy out mm-hmm. and having a discussion about you know whether parts of the body might come apart when they do it sure um, and I watched them put their hands I remember like it's frozen in my memory Graham grabbing his wrists and Bill grabbing his feet and I got about five seconds of that and I could not do it anymore I mean I I, it's like I had gotten there and I turned it I turned away Mm -hmm. and I went outside and I sat on a stoop and waited for them to be done and um did you throw up sorry did you throw up not, I did not, not to trivialize uh, anything but you said you were on that I, d- I did trajectory. not I don't remember the specifics um except that hate upper hate has many wonderful restaurant choices <laughs> and I enjoyed dining there I am guessing it was between meals to yeah. the point where that didn't become an issue good um and I was sitting there and then they came out they didn't you know make fun of me or they were actually very I mean they never did there there wasn't a lot of gallows humor I was expecting that too because in a in a you know with cops and in a mm-hmm. newsroom there's gallows humor yeah. these guys like and I realized watching this what they do that what they do is almost like beyond gallows humor I mean they talk matter of factly about mm. what they're doing and make observations mm-hmm. but to do what they do you need to be you know a a, a priest-like you need to have that kind of religious order mm-hmm. commitment and I'm sure there are people if I had gone out with some other people maybe they handle it differently if there are any medical examiners <laughs> listening maybe they're like oh this guy's <laughs> full of crap we joke about the bodies all the time there was no but we do about but we bodies. do want to hear from you if you <laughs> yeah we do want to hear from you <laughs> if you disagree there was with no Peter's joking assessment. about the bodies so um that was my worst thing I've ever seen that was my journalism turning point that was my uh, I I wrote the story Um, it was a multi-part series Um, it was it did well it it allowed me after that to pitch a few more projects Um, nothing could have saved the examiner the Hearst examiner no nothing was going to save the Hearst examiner at that point (laughs) you did your best I did go out I think my next project after this I was like I can't they were telling me, oh, well, you know, do a ride along with the, you know, some other horrific thing. They, like, mm-hmm. I could tell <laughs> that my editors wanted to typecast me uh, into the, like, you know, macabre, micro, dirty jobs of journalists and just go out and send me, you know, go out with a grave digger. Go out with a. <laughs> I did not. My next big story was uh, chasing Bigfoot hunters. Oh, and yeah. I remember specifically, <laughs> like, picking that story because I did not, I was like, I could not handle that. And I would not continue as a journalist if that became my niche i 
got a lighter beat and you know I, I dig around in the archives here and do history stuff I'm comfortable with that um, I wasn't cut out to be a cops reporter I mean and, and I look at people the good ones like Henry K Lee and J Jackson Vanderbecken and um, people in our area you mm -hmm. know people at our newsroom right now Vivian Ho mm -hmm. um, you know who these I'm are people who have she's fantastic yeah. um, and those are people who can go to that place and come back intact. Right. And they're important stories to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it for Peter Hartlob's look at the San Francisco Medical Examiner's Office. If you missed parts one and two, or if you just want to check out some of the other Storied San Francisco episodes, go to storiedsf.com slash episodes. If you want to read the story that Peter ended up writing for the paper about the San Francisco Medical Examiner's Office, check the website. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at storiedsf, and we're also on Facebook at Storied San Francisco. You can email me at storiedsf at gmail.com. Music is by Joe Bigale, a.k.a. Otis McDonald. Photographs are by Michelle Kilfeather, who has a show still up over at Boozland called Walking to Boozland. I want to thank Peter for sharing all his great stories. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing so far on Storied San Francisco, please share it with your friends. Check back next week to hear what it was like to look for an apartment on what turned out to be a very fateful day.